Barber College Success, brought to you by Craig Charles of Crown Cuts Academy Bristol, Crown Cuts Academy Johnson City, and Craig's Crown Cuts Barbershop Downtown. Spreading love the JC way is the only way we know how to do it is the Crown Cuts way. We got a banging topic today. We got my co-host who just literally just came off the plane. He got off his private jet and just landed and came to the podcast. Yeah, that's how dedicated he is. But we got a we got some former guests and we got a new guest. But again, spreading love to JC Way. Thank you, Lathan, again for showing some love, Marketry Media. And thank you to Barbara College Success, the second ranked podcast in the world, the number one Barbara content podcast in the country. Feed spot. Appreciate that. Spreading love again. That's impressive. It just threw me it threw me off when I found out I was the second ranked podcast in the world. Number one in the US for barber content. Hey, let's do it. And shout out to my sponsors, Colossal Brand as well. But we're gonna let my my guests introduce themselves and we're gonna talk about this major topic. <laughs> am I Fields? Am I your barber? Uh blessed to be here again. I was in San Antonio at 7 a.m. this morning. Uh, shout out to all everybody that's listening in Texas. Uh, I'm happy to be here. You know, we got Brielle in Texas who listened to the podcast and she drove 17 hours. So 17? Yeah, she, she drove 17 hours just to see what this podcast is about. So, hey, the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> I'm Kate Milborn. I just started barber school at Crown Cuts. Uh, just finished my first week. Excited to be here. Uh, I'm Chris Woods. I'm a graduate from Crown Cuts Academy. I work at the Crown Cuts Barbershop. It's nice to be here again, Craig. One time. Hey, I'm Landon Barham, aka the Hair Singing Slasher. I work at Hometown Barbers now. I moved up to Jonesboro. Uh, so, yeah. And you like to eat what? We ain't starting this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This chicken sandwich from Popeyes. Oh, he's a chicken sandwich guy? Yeah. yeah. He, okay. Yeah. I told you this is a thing, Craig. <laughs> you thought I was joking. That's him. That's him. It was like three or four a day, right? That's what was happening. He's at like four. Oh, Every man. podcast. We'll take a count. We're at one right now. The record's 14. 14? Oh, 14. Oh, Y'all hear that? No, not 14. 14 chicken sandwiches. 14 times this guy brings up me eating four chicken sandwiches. <laughs> but today we got a special topic. Um... It kind of hit me by surprise. Well, not by surprise. I know we put a lot of content in this podcast, and we are we are accomplishing our goal to spread the message, introduce people to barroom, let them know what it feels like to understand what to be in school, what to be a barber, how to be a barber. Um, I want to start by reading a quote that I got from this barber book, Barbershops of America. I started cutting hair probably in 1954 when I was about... 17 years old, the 10th grade, sort of finding my way. And I found out I like it. And I stayed with it. And I guess now I love it. And I have, and I hate to give it up. And I plan to do it until I can't do it no more. That's Kenneth Hogan Sr. in Cuts and Ben's Barbershop in Oakland, California. Shout out to you, Kenneth. Um, so what we're going to do today, we're just going to talk about how we started barbering. What inspired us? What gave us that oomph to get into this industry? Because we have to start from somewhere. And everyone has a different story. And what I hope to do today is catch that person who's on the fence, letting them know you don't have to 
be aspiring to be a barber all your life to jump into this wonderful industry. It's something that can take you to the next level and something that you'll enjoy. Like myself, when I tell people I've never had a bad day in the shop, I've never said that I didn't want to go to work since 2004 when 2021 and I love what I do. And once you find your passion, you don't work. I, I love it. And it's really cool because it seems like I always wanted to be a part of something um, bigger than myself. Right. And barbering is like such a universal thing and, and historical, like since the dawn of time, like, I mean, always had barbers, whether it was a, some caveman with some with a sharp rock or something like that. Yeah. Somebody was cutting hair. So I really feel like I'm a part of, 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 of uh, the storytellers of the world. Right. You are. I mean, it's the oldest one of the oldest profession. Yeah. And something that I've noticed just in the first week is it's such a diverse group of people. I just I really love how that. It includes everybody, you know? Right. It doesn't discriminate. Barbering, like, everybody can cut hair, you know? Um, and everybody needs to get their hair cut. And it's just, I really like the group of people that I've come into this first week at barber school. It's just, it's so cool. I love the, I love the diversity, <laughs> all the different backgrounds. It's really neat. That's good. That's good. Mr. Woods, what do you think? Uh, barbering has just been something that I've always been interested in, like, it started back when I was like 12. I got my haircut on the front porch of my steps. And it was the best haircut I had, you know. And, well, in my mind it was because he like <laughs> broke a razor blade and used it on my head that way, you know. And ever since then, it, I wanted to be able to do something like that. I want to make somebody feel the way that I felt, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it was one of the first times I felt that way. And it just, you know, came out through my that's it. I mean, that's important. That's that. Having that feeling that you know you're doing something that's worthwhile. You 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 have substance. You're giving people energy. You're giving people a vibe, and they mm -hmm. keep coming back. And you're showing them love. They're showing you love, and you both smiling when y'all interact, and when y'all leave, y'all both smiling. Right. It's a wonderful thing. That's what it's all about. Most definitely. LBC. I just do it for the money. <laughs> <laughs> that is also a positive. Yeah. Oh, no, no. There's nothing wrong with that. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm, no. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I swear. Uh, you just want to buy enough sandwiches. That's, what it is. <laughs> That's two. <laughs> uh, no, I. So I got into it just because, like, growing up, I think every little kid where I was from hated getting their hair cut. I know it's, like, a weird way to say it. That's how I figured I want to be a barber. But after, like, high school, I started really wanting to pay attention, like, how I look. And uh, I was, like, growing my hair out pretty long. Like, I looked like Coconut Head from Ned's Declassified a lot growing up. So I want to <laughs> stop <better>. that. <laughs> and uh, I asked my – the barber I switched to uh, – Robert Sorens at Doyle's Barbershop in Greenville. Uh, I was like, how's like barbering work? Like, how do you like make money? And he just like broke it down to me. I was like, I could probably do this. This sounds a lot funner than going to, you know, normal college. And uh, it took a little while to get going, mostly because some people thought I was going to be broken homeless trying to be a barber, but. You know. Look at you now. I know. Look, <laughs> look at me now. <laughs> uh, so confident he let his mustache grow up. Okay. <laughs> nah, go ahead. Tell him, tell the people real quick how you how you described whenever Kate couldn't find her way in, and I went down to help her find her way up here. What to look for? The guy with the whiskers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he wonders why I don't come visit him at the school no more. I work hard on this thing. Uh, the sporadic whispers. 
<laughs> but uh, I mean, but that's the joy of barbering, though. Just having that camaraderie, how we can sit here and laugh about we're in the same profession from all different walks of life. Like you said, Kate, yeah. it's just an array of just people from everywhere, real diverse, real cultural. And you go into a shop and the experience is, is, is and the feeling is just priceless. Another cool thing, uh, when I went to San Antonio, we stayed at this Airbnb, which was owned by Dennis. And it was, an, it was his inn. It was like an inn, a little house by the river walk. If y'all know where it's at in San Antonio. Well, uh, I went around the corner and there was an old barber chair there. I'm like, that's crazy. And then as we were eating breakfast, the owner came out and I was like, man, I really like your barber chair. I'm a barber. That's, that's really cool. And he was like, actually, I come from a family of barbers. He said, I just, I just actually became a dentist. So he went the other direction of it. Mm-hmm. And, but he owned the end. I was like, I thought that was just the coolest thing. He says, granddad was a barber. His dad was a barber. His brother was a barber. It, 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 it's just unreal how it works. I mean, it's just such, I mean, we're just connected. It's just yes. connected to everybody. And then that's the love because once you meet a barber, you can just talk for days. You can talk for days. Kate, stop being scared. <laughs> <laughs> I was nervous when I first came in, but I'm fine now. I, I know you're good you now. I'm good now. It's a you microphone. Know how, you know, you're in the building? What? So you're in the building, Kate? I'm in the building. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> just that love that you have for people is just phenomenal because, I, again, I, I, I can't even explain to people the joy that I've had just from working over the years. I mean, it's something that you almost have to do for yourself to understand that I haven't really, I haven't met a barber yet who haven't had the joy. Right, right. Like, like Craig was saying, like, it's a wonderful feeling. You know, like, you come in, like, see somebody upset or not having their best day, and they leave, and like, and they're having a great day. You know what I mean? Like, you changed that day. You gave them hope for that day, you know? So, it, like, that feeling is just straight up love. You know what I mean? Like, in the best way possible. Yeah, one of the things that actually helped me to like jump into barbering was I watched the new Disney movie Soul. I don't Ooh. know if you guys have seen that, but like yep. there was a barber in that who was pretty instrumental and like I just really liked the confidence that he gave the main character after the cut, you know, it was just it was really cool and I like that and I see that, you know. Um improving your appearance like really right. gives you confidence and whatever. So so talking about that how did you get into barbering, Kate? Talk about that. How did you get uh-huh. into barbering? And what, talk about your background and what you do and how you found this interesting career. Well, to start, I was homeschooled um, for high school. I went to a normal-ish school in the middle school and elementary. But um, I was reaching the end of high school, and I'm a Christian, right? So I was like, I made a full commitment, like, God, you can do something better with my life than I can, you know, like, just... That's valuable. That's up, important. You know? um, anyway. We got to praise the most high. Yes, exactly. So after that, um, I was just praying for guidance. You know, I was open to a lot of different things. And I took an interest inventory. Myers-Briggs has this little career test thing. Um, How long ago? Um, I think like three or four months. Mm. So pretty recently. Um, but the top thing on that was cosmetology. And I was like, that's interesting. I've never thought about that before. Um and so from there, I was like, well, I'm not really into the cosmetology side, you know. Um, so I poked around a little bit just on the interwebs and found barbering. And I was like, yo, that's really cool. <laughs> so then I cut my grandfather's hair, my brother's hair, and I trimmed my dad's beard. And I was like, like the quote says, I liked it, you know. <laughs> and I just thought, this is so cool. You know, I've always been more of a hands-on kind of learner. And so, I, yeah, I never really wanted to go to college. Like, I was, I'm done with 
right. traditional school, man. <laughs> that was too much. But yeah, I'm really enjoying barber school and it's only been I'm excited. a week. Yeah. <laughs> and it's only been less than about three months. <laughs> yep. So what what that's telling me is that that's something you just kind of just came up with. It just like uh just kind of dropped in your lap through prayer. Yeah. Through prayer. And and I mean that's a major thing. Uh, opposed to like Woods. Woods said he was twelve years old. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Twelve, eleven years old. Yeah. yeah. And getting that so I mean there's so many different ways we can get into this industry. There's so many different ways we can get into this industry. I mean, yeah, and and, and it's crazy how it worked out because mine was kind of the same sort of similar situation. Not not so much the homeschool and all that, but like, you know, I was doing something that I wasn't really happy with. Uh, uh I was a correctional officer and I don't I, I worked at a prison and there's a lot of good people in prison. I mean it's great. I mean, honestly, and people don't believe that when you hear it, but there's a lot of genuine people and it seemed like I was an oppressor. And I felt like I was oppressed. Like we could, like everybody, we was cool, but like we couldn't break that, you know, that 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 level plan. Hey, you here? I'm here. You know what I'm saying? So, and I didn't like that feeling. Like I wanted to come back down to earth and be around people, no matter who they are, where they were, what they did with their lives, and be able to communicate with them and, and be on the same level playing field. And I'm, and, and that's one thing that inspired me to to do the barbering um, because I felt like I could connect with everybody. So, how did you know barbering was it? I didn't at first. I'll be honest with you. I thought it was just another avenue to another job. You know, sometimes you think uh, some. I mean, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. And there's there's a lot of barbers right now that this might not be your. That there might be another step for you. It might not be barbering. It might not be that. But there's something past that. But I felt like when I first did it, I, I felt like it was cool. It looked cool. You know what I'm saying? You know, everybody respects a barber, no matter what your walk of life is, and a good haircut. And but until I went to a hair show and I met, uh, I'll, I'll shout him out, Vic Blends. I met him. Uh, he was still young, up and coming. He wasn't. I mean, he's he he. I'm sure in his mind he was where he was now, but he wasn't there quite there yet. Uh, Tyreek Jackson was there, and Tyreek Jackson, uh, Tyreek Jackson. Really, I can tell you the exact moment that the whole barbering thing changed my mind is because I ran into Tyreek Jackson, and I met Vic. And Vic, you know, Vic's hit. What's up? You know, and dap him up. What's up, Vic? You know, what I'm saying they're lined up. They're still, I'm like, what's up, Vic? Dap him up, bring his shoulder in. You know, what I'm saying he's like, oh, yeah, what's up? Like shoes. All right, cool. And then I and then I walk up to Tyree Jackson, and I almost come out with a dap. And then I look Tyree Jackson. He looked me in my eyes, and he stuck out a hand for a handshake like this, as if he's saying, "You're going to respect. I earned this respect. You're going to give it to me." And that and right there in my mind, I was like, anything that I want to do or be or whoever you are could happen right here in the barber industry. Right, for sure. Definitely. So, go ahead, Kate. That was something also for me. Um, I never really felt ambitious about anything in life. Like, I would just kind of float through, like, try a couple of things. I like this, I like this, you know, but nothing serious. But I really want to be a good barber. And I, like, I felt ambition for the first time, like, serious ambition. And that was another really green flag for me. And that's where the passion will come out. Yep. So, when you hear Kate and Amai talk about their Sterling, what, what, what resonates with you? What do you think about when you hear them just pour their, their heart out about what got them into this industry? I mean, I'm kind of like with Kate. No, honestly, I never had anything I was really like super passionate about it growing up. I just kind of wanted to float and do my own thing to see where life took me. And uh, somehow, some way, I just wound up deciding like, yeah, I could give this a try. And Met Craig, saw the passion he has, met other people, saw the passion they had, and realized there's so much more to this than on the outside. Like, the person coming into your shop 
won't notice. Right. Mostly. You get some people that know you care, but most people I've been around just, you know, they look at the haircut, decide it's good, and they go home. Right. They don't think about the time and effort you put into it. But those few, like, I was seeing that were putting their heart and soul into it, I realized, like, this is a legitimate career. This isn't just a hobby. Right. Or this isn't just side income. This is, like, their life is doing this, however you do it. So that just kind of took over me and... You know, there might have been some uh, ups and downs in school, you know, some confidence I mean, issues, but that's part of it. Yeah, but, I mean, it, yeah. It was, that's life, yeah. but it's worth it. What about you, yeah. Woods? Hearing yeah. everybody talk about this story and how right, it got my brain just flowing with all this stuff. Um, <laughs> so I was working at Amigos when I first started barber school, like, and I got tired of doing that. I got tired of serving tables. I got tired of being someone who I wasn't. You know, like I had to be a professional but i couldn't be myself in the professional manner but now at the barber shop i can be me and i myself is a am, am a professional you know what i mean so i carry myself as a professional but i am still myself in the instance because i can just be be me genuinely and it's accepted and Everybody enjoys it, and that and and it creates a great service. So I feel like it's that it's just what I was meant to do, you know. In the instance, so for lack of a better word, you feel like uh, uh, you got some pride with what you're doing. You're pr- you're you're proud of what you do. You oh know, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, sir. I yes, mean, sir. I, I remember as for me, I, I basically wanted to start my own business at a young age, and I remember speaking to this guy. It might have been. 10, 8, 9, 10. And he said, any business that you want to succeed in, you have to be happy with it. You have to be happy at it. And it's something that you're good at. And think about that. And I didn't know exactly what that business would be. And it's interesting because I never liked cutting my hair when I was a little kid. And at one point, I just started love getting haircuts. And I want to get a haircut every five days. And I enjoy cutting my hair. So I went to the barbershop. And I remember I remember the guy who was the last barber. I actually cut my hair before I decided I'm going to start cutting my hair myself. And he cut it. And I watched his step. I watched his whole game plan. From him grabbing the clippers. From him spinning around. Um, sanitizing his hands. How his hat was on. He had the smock. I remember this guy like clear in detail yeah all the little details he had in there yeah and and i'm watching him cut my hand with the straight line the the the, the tools that i implement today in teaching how to cut hair and drawing a straight line his transition line and he's going up another transition line and he's starting to fade and he's doing this thing and using the comb the brush the clippers and i'm like i'm gonna go home next time i need a haircut i'm gonna borrow some my my neighbor's clippers and cut my hair and I did it. And then every four or five days after that, I wanted a haircut. Do you still know this guy? Uh, no. Do you think he has any idea he has, the impact that he had on you? He has no idea. Man. He has no idea. And then it was also my mother, too, where she wanted a haircut. And she was like, can you give me a haircut? I was like, nah, not really. I don't think I can do this. I was a little nervous, a little scared. And then I guess she just wanted to instill some confidence in me, like, hey, you can do it. And I cut her hair, and she said it was great. And I lit up. So I was like, what? And I might have been around 12 
and 12, 13. So I thought, okay, if I cut and my mother's yeah. if I cut my mother's hair, I could do whatever. Yeah, it's a magic number. Yeah. 12, 12 years old. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so then, I mean, it was just, just trying to hone my skills from that age. Cutting my hair, cutting the neighbor's hair, cutting the kids around the neighborhood, different people around me needed a haircut, and just getting better. It was just fun. It was just so fun. I remember just being joyous. I had a good time doing it because people don't realize it's artwork. Right. That's how I felt when I first started cutting hair. Like like I used to cut my friend's hair, my um, my grandfather, my uncles, and all that stuff, and, and I just had a great time doing it. You know, and somewhere along the line, that fell out of my mind, and then I started working. But, yeah, that feeling that you were talking about, I like, I felt that too, you know, like, feeling of pure joy, like, just, like, it's a hobby, you know. And, again, shout-out to Feedspot for um, having Barber College Success, the top 25 barber content podcasts in the world, um, number one in the U.S. as far as Barber College content. Um, again, Feedspot, thank you for that top 25, and we rank with all of the podcasts, barber podcasts around the country and the world. That's impressive. Um, for little old Johnson, see, I didn't see it coming, but hey, we have some great content out there. Um, um, follow us on YouTube too, and um, Spotify. Check us out. Um, like, uh, like us. Um, share the post. Share it. Subscribe to it, and check us out. But getting back to the lecture hand. I'm listening to everybody speak and the twinkle and the smile that everyone has on their face talking about this profession. I've been in this profession almost 25 years now. And Kate, you've been in it three months and you still have that same twinkle and that that joy that I have. That's impressive. What do you you guys think? I mean, I feel like I don't think you lose it. I don't think you can lose it. I mean, unless you just I don't it would have to be something drastic, but. I, I like like Kay said, I was never ambitious about anything. Maybe maybe athletics. But even that, like I still look back and I'm like, I I wouldn't even like that like that. So for me, like this has been one of the few times in my life that I wanted to grow at something. Like wanted right. to actually be good. And I don't know if it's so much as peer pressure, like being around great barbers or, or people that do cut hair that just makes you want to just like, oh man, I gotta get better and just keep that, that drive going. I, I think that's one part of it, but and I, I, I can't even think of what motivates me now. Like, I just love it so much that it's enough. I don't even need. I don't even need motivation. I just love well, it. Well, it's your next canvas. It's your next canvas. Yeah. I'm with you on that though. I like that you pointed out. It's like kind of competitive, but almost in like a friendly way. At least if you're at the right place, because we all know some places can be kind of toxic. But I mean, it is kind of like you keep looking over at the next guy, and you're like, dang, he's doing that. I want to learn to get that good and even better. And so you challenge yourself. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, I mean, that's one way to get better. I mean, it's mm-hmm. good to have a rival or somebody that you can admire, or or, or no, something like, like mentor. It's more like some, yeah, it's like somebody you look up to, but you mm-hmm. want to eventually get to their level and beyond. And understand like you don't it too. Be just that level. And understand it too. When you start school, it's going to be a process. It's something that it's an acquired skill, something that you're learning. So you're not going to come out and boss it out right away, because most people expect to come out and boss it out and think that. Their first month, if they not dropping blurry fades or or, or or sick haircuts, it's not meant for them. You probably won't. I mean, it, it's a process, as we were talking first about before you even rough. get online. Um, I even I, I I can remember like yesterday, uh, me and Chris had a conversation 
And talk about that conversation, Chris, outside the office when you was about to. Oh, oh man. Like, I was about to just quit barber school, you know? Like, like I was about to quit that day right there. I was just fed up with it. Like, like it got me, like, I was frustrated with this one cut, this one client. Like, it just got me out of shape. And then Craig was like, you got to follow the process, Chris. Just follow the process and, like, talk me back into staying. And now I'm working in a shop and all that stuff. And en- and enjoying the benefits of barbering, most definitely so. Like it, like it's well worth a, a those few months of struggle for a lifetime of happiness and joy, and and giving out that happiness and joy is well worth that. You know. So, so I, I'll share this moment. I don't know if Chris wanted me to share it, but Chris, Chris is real cool. So one day Chris texts me. He's like, "Craig, when I got a a two hundred dollar tip." <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, man, I've never got two hundred dollars. What you doing to get two hundred? <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, like, she she waited tables on me when months months prior for me for for her coming in me cutting her hair. So I'm cutting her hair. We we're having this conversation. Like it was all in the conversation because her son is in the same situation as my father. So we kind of leveled out. You know what I mean? And started talking about that stuff and like trying to lift each other up and understand that. And she was like, you, you know what? I want to bless you for this. Cause you gave me a different mind space of, because I was really depressed when I came in here thinking about my son, you know? And then she, she wanted to bless me the best way that she could. And not, you know, and she had plenty more to give. So I, so I, so, so I didn't feel bad for accepting it, but you know, like it was just like, we leveled out, you know, and it became like one, you know, like it was, that's a that beautiful feeling. thing, man. Like yeah. and she, and she just—that the only way she could bless you is just drop a couple, couple hundreds on you. Right, right. But that's also another because you, you connected with her, and 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 you, you, you probably might have changed her life for real. I mean, because you never right. know what somebody comes in and what they're dealing with, and how how they're going to act or react to something. And and, it, and sometimes the way they react could could be devastating, you know. And, right. and maybe she had something devastating on her mind that that you you turned her you turned her mind away from it. That's and awesome. one of the things I like about barbering, one of the things that in, interests me a lot is just the conversations I've had with my clients over the years. Most definitely. The conversations are endless. Yeah, that was something for me too. Like I've always just enjoyed people. Like I really it didn't really matter what I was doing as long as I was with people that I liked and you know. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, so I really look forward to getting to um, <laughs> boost my people skills, I guess, it's for coming. whoever comes it's... into my chair, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing I look forward to the most going to work. Literally, it's just I, I feel like I've cut somebody new just about every day I've been at the new job, which I have. And yeah. they're all got like their own story. And it's kind of cool to hear some of them, you know, all of them. But. Some of them are just like Some especially cool. Right. Right. Yeah, I catch myself there. That sounds really rude. Like, eh, he's just okay. <laughs> but no, like that's that's been like my favorite thing about barbering so far is just hearing people start to, especially when they start to trust you a little bit more and want to start talking. Like they open up. They, yeah, they open up and you learn more about them. I think yeah. that's been like the coolest thing. Yeah, you get that community that everyone craves. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And because you, the thing is. The people you will meet, the network that you will have, and the relationships that you will build in this industry, it's priceless. You cannot put a price on that. You've been priceless for me. And I didn't even imagine, like, just in the circumstance of meeting you. I know we haven't ever talked about that on a podcast, but the crazy circumstances of, of just meeting you and not knowing from who you were from day, like, at all for Adam. But me reaching out. 
asking for help and and you willing to help anybody that comes across you connected us to that point. I mean, I, I didn't even know what Craig looked like. I just messaged the Crown Cuts Instagram page. I was like, yo, I got to take a test. I need help. And then, boom, you know, look where we're at right now. Just, right. It's a blessing. It's impressive. And again, I'm not even gonna stop there. You think two hundred dollars was the last bite? Chris texted me again one day. He said, "Chris, I got a hundred dollars." Somebody just, I'm like, "What's going? What you doing, man? <laughs> what are you doing to get this?" Rough, so that's a, yeah. Yeah. Let me get the necklace. <laughs> to be honest, with you. <laughs> uh, but to be honest with you though, like I wasn't always this conversational. You know what I mean? It like like I, barbering has taught me how to have a good conversation because before, like I was always an introvert. You know. But barbering took the introvert and threw it away. And now I'm an outrovert. I'm like, I'm very, very out. Like, it, That's good. It just changed the way I am completely. You know? I'm an introvert too. And I, I think, Craig, you said you're an introvert. Yeah. Would you I consider did. yourself an introvert. an introvert? I don't even know. I think I'm both. Both. Okay. I mean, what about you? What do you think? Oh, I'm an introvert. Okay, right. I think that's. I think that's something about that. I don't know. I feel like there's something there about that. That. I mean, initially I was, but I was kind of put on the spot to be an extrovert. Me too. Yeah. Because it was kind of like, hey. We want to find out about you. We want to know. You You seem real interesting. Tell me more. And the more people ask you and pull stuff out of you, it almost comes second nature where they're teaching you how to be an extrovert when they're trying to pull information right. out. Right. Most definitely. Yeah. So, I mean. Uh, I also just think like our generation, yours too, Craig, for the most part, but like ours, we're so used to like being behind a keyboard or playing on Xbox or something like that. We don't know how to talk like person to person as much right. it's funny you said that because the reason I went to San Antonio was to go to a wedding of a guy I played Xbox with for a year <laughs> that's awesome yeah it's crazy well, we met a couple times he works for he was working for Jacksonville Jaguars but now he works for Miami Dolphins but he, uh, he invited me to his wedding and I met him twice before and his friends that were there actually I met I knew on Xbox for years too, and I, and it's the first time I met them. So it's funny you said that. But like it, yeah. I mean, you get stuff like that, sure. But like when you get face to face with people, and you're used to just being able, like, there's no face attached. Now they can see you. Like it kind of makes you second guess everything you say. When in truth, like as long as you're friendly, people will just sit there and talk. Be you. Yeah, yeah just be you. Like that was the hardest thing for me to get over in all actuality. I mean, other than just, you know self confidence, but. I mean, that's kind of been another cool thing with the whole journey, like Craig talks about all the time, is seeing people come out of that shell. You got that swag now. You got your swag, Tristan's swag. You, you find Man, yourself. I don't know if I can call what I got on right now swag, but I guess. <laughs> I mean, it, but like it, everybody's stepdad at the beach. <laughs> you don't know how you mold in people's lives and careers, you know what I mean? Because, again, with the... With this podcast, I've had several different people who have sent me messages and said, hey, man, Craig, thank you for this podcast. The content is real dope. You're doing, some really, you're doing a really great job. Um, as long as you're going to put podcasts out, I'm listening. Um, I'm starting barb school in two weeks. Craig, this, this podcast is blah, blah, blah. Um, thank you. Um, Craig, this podcast is blah, blah. Thank you. Um, and I got one last night, and he sent me this long message, and I got to respond to him today. And he's asking about barber school and what to expect. So I'm going to share some of this stuff with him, and he may be able to listen to this podcast and get a gist of it. But the key, what I tell people is the first month is confusing. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> the first like that, yeah, yeah I, I mean you, you're beating yourself up because you're thinking that you're supposed to be better than who you are 
and then you compare yourself to the senior students. But that goes back to like we're kind of bred now. Like we gotta think there's like a quota you gotta meet, like a standard. Like there is a standard, of course, in some things. But when you're learning it, there's no standard. Like everybody learns at their own rate. Like you told me, everybody starts bad. Yeah, for the most part, unless you was cutting early. Yeah, but you you gotta get out of your head like that. You you're just suddenly it's gonna click. Some people it does happen, but not everybody. I definitely wasn't one of them. Woods, are you one of them? Like just out of nowhere, you just woke up three weeks in. It's like blurry fades only. No, yeah, no. no. I mean, it it, it takes time. Even even with your shares, you know, what I mean, it takes time. Even with your clip over comb, you know, what I mean, I was bad, Kate. Share over comb. I was tearing people's heads up. It was bad. It, yeah. it, it, it <laughs> takes. It takes. You almost have to see it unrefined first to know what a refined haircut is. Yeah, and it's okay because the, the cool thing is, everyone is different. Every barber is going to have his own style. Because like you alluded to in the beginning of the podcast, we all come from intricate and different backgrounds. But it's okay. It's okay. It's okay to get out of um, homeschool and, and three, three, three months ago and say, you know what? I want to be a barber. It's okay. It's okay to start at 8 or 12 and say, you know what? This is interesting for me just from cutting. But these stories are what's going to make people understand that, you know what? This industry is cool. It don't matter where you're from, who you're with, male, female, whatever gender you are. Hey, you can jump in this industry and it'll be good to you. Yeah. 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 It'll be good for you. Yeah, something that I've noticed was, well, you guys were talking about how you like expect to be really good right off the bat. And like, you know, I kind of did. I'm half out of the headspace. You know, I haven't cut any heads and messed them up bad enough to really, oh man, I'm really bad. I got him freaking out. <laughs> but um Something that I've noticed is everybody in my class is really just accepting. And they're like, you know, we've all been there. We get it. You know, you're not going to know what's going on. We'll, we're with you. you know, we'll help you out. We'll, we'll guide you and teach you. And it's been really great. I've already learned a lot and I've only cut like two heads. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it's about. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's, I just... It's it's fun for me because now I get to teach at this school and seeing people so vulnerable, like the first time being being bad at something and like like you can kind of see it on their face, like that kind of like help me, like look, like what do I do next? And it's and it's funny because and everybody gets to laugh at it because everybody got to be there. So everybody, I'm, I'm not laughing at you because I'm I'm laughing with you because I I remember I remember when somebody was helping me and I'm like. Just touching somebody's head was weird. You know what I'm saying? Like just, yeah. just, just like you know, just that was was. That dumb. is like crazy. Whenever you first start and you're having to ask other people for help, and then you just have that one day you're the senior student, and someone says, "Hey man, can you help me?" And you just, <laughs> dude. When that happened to me, I looked at Craig. It's like, can I help him? <laughs> <Can you? laughs> like, I knew what to do. You want me? <laughs> but but that's that's the evolution of it, and that's the good part of it because it's like a cycle. It goes around. And everybody's looking at the couple students who we have in school right now who are about to graduate, and everybody's like, man, there. And, and I remind them, he was like you once. He was struggling. He used to panic. He used to hide and run from haircuts. She wasn't as good as she was. Now, but, and you have to understand that. And that's why I tell students, even to this day, hey, when I took my test, I failed the first two times for the state board test. But it's okay. It's not, it didn't stop me from opening the shop. It didn't stop me from opening the school. It didn't stop me from opening two schools. You just have to keep pushing to understand that this journey is a process, but it's also going to be fun. All the headaches, all the heartaches of you 
trying to become a barber, it's going to help mold you and make you understand that process was good. You can laugh at it later. You can, laugh, laugh at him. Like you're doing right now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you understand, hey, I, I put too much pressure on myself. We had a few of those. We had a few of those talks, didn't we, Craig? Uh, so yeah. <laughs> a few might be an understanding. Uh, uh, me and Craig still have those com- conversations. Uh, yeah. To this day, you're putting too much pressure on yourself, Chris. <laughs> because what people don't realize, you can't shortcut the process. You have to get a month in. You have to get three months in. You have to get eight months in. You have to get a year in. You have to get two years in. You have to get three years in, and you constantly learn, and it'll be something different. But you can't expect to be the best barber in one month and compare yourself to a barber who's been doing it for a year. It's almost disrespectful to be there for two months and compare yourself to a barber who's been doing it there for five years and expect your skills to be up to his. What you're saying is that those five years, it wasn't nothing, and you expect to be on the same level as him as two months, three months? It's impossible. Or, or one at all when a barber has been doing it for 20 plus years. Yeah. <laughs> one one, one what he has. <laughs> and, I, and I tell students that all the time. Relax. It's okay. It's a lot to learn. Like you said, Chris, about you learn to be a barber. Oh, you learn to cut hair in school. You learn to be a barber in the shop. Right. Yeah. And, then yeah. you, and then there's still a curve to learn how to cut hair as well, too, as you in the shop. Most definitely. Most definitely. You know, like... uh there's different tier of barbers do you know what i mean you gotta uh climb up the the ranks so to speak you know like when you're in school you're the intermediate when you get to the shop you're way better than you were when you first started but you still have so much more to grow and so much more to learn you know right and Craig's favorite the renegade barber we heard <laughs> yeah. that a lot too <laughs> yeah we're not gonna talk about those the, the quitters <laughs> <laughs> the renegade barbers the renegade barbers is a term we use for barbers who don't want to go get their license. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. Hey, man. We, we love the industry so much as long as you're cutting. Y'all do, okay. We still, we still, <laughs> we still <laughs> accept those. Yeah. Do, 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 okay. do it the right way. Just, just get right. They got to raise a hand when they talk. <laughs> <laughs> you, get to, you get to speak, but we're going to wait man. to be called on. <laughs> and, and, and again, um, if you have any questions, um, and you listen to this podcast, you can hit me up, um, Craig Charles, on um, Instagram or Facebook, or hit us up at um, Crown Cuts Academy um, JC on Facebook. Follow and like the page. Just send um, a direct message. I'll, I'll get back to you as quick as possible. Um, and again, shout out to Feedspot for ranking us and listing at the top 25 barber podcast in the world. And number two, actually, in the world. And I mean, that's when when you when you hear that, what do you think about the MI? I mean, I didn't expect it. I mean, I I, I think that's I appreciate wild. It. That, that is that's crazy. You think about the whole world, and you think about how many barbers or, or hairstylists there is, and then I mean, people bring a podcast every day. I forget what the statistic was, but during the pandemic, podcasts are coming out left and right. So you can only mm-hmm. imagine how many barber podcasts there or hairstylist podcasts there are. It's crazy. And I also think about Friday. <laughs> Not the city world, Craig. <laughs> so, as every time you say, I can't see here, but think about day day. Not the city, the world. The world. The world. The world. <laughs> oh man, it's looking like. What, what do you think, Kate? Being in, in one of the top top twenty five podcasts. You know, I didn't know what I was getting into. <laughs> Craig just said you should you should come be on the podcast, and I was like, 
podcast. <laughs> I've never done anything like that before, you know. So I was a little nervous. When I first came in here, I was like, looked at that, and I was thinking to myself, people are going to hear me. Like, I didn't think that anyone's going to listen, but like, man, there are people listening to this. That's so weird. Right now. That's so weird. How, how many Hello, actual everybody. countries do we have, Lathan? <laughs> Just to... Yeah. Okay. What, what, what do you think, Chris? Uh, I thought it was going to be different between the first time I come in here and now. I thought I was going to have a much pressure, like a, too much pressure up on me. And then when I came in, I sat down. I realized that everybody was just just as chill as I was. And I, but yeah, but it never ceased to amaze me, Craig. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you always got something going on. I mean, but the the thing is, is Barbara is is at a level right now where it's just like. Boom. It's just like, you know what I mean? So I, I I feel and I think that people who want to get into it, there's they're always on the fence and not knowing. So they need some information to make them feel comfortable. And if we can give them some information, firsthand account to make them feel comfortable, why not? And again, it's something I started just to, I, I thought it would be fun. And it is fun. Something that I like. And I'm like, okay. And I didn't imagine it getting to this spot, but hey. It makes it cool too because you take everybody from your veteran, you know, twenty plus year shop owner at Barber, bring them on. Where you got your uh, uh, Maya? You brought her on first day, first day of school. I was like, I was like, where are you going? You leaving already? She's like, I'm going to podcast. I was like, word. <laughs> first day, okay. Her, her first day, Kate. So she came. Is that the oh. one about anxiety or whatever? Yes. yes, it was a good one. I listened. It was a good one. Yeah. I listened to that one this morning. Uh, for, I wasn't on that yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one bill for me, Craig. This guy you had me on, on talking about taxes and everything else. I hadn't done it yet. <laughs> this guy wants to be on every podcast. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> my, my voice is being heard for once. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's 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 what's up. What do you think, Landon? When you see that. That ranking. I didn't know there was 25 podcasts in the world on, on Barber, to be honest with yeah, you. who would have thunk it? Who, yeah. yeah, who would have thunk it? You know? uh, it's like, more than that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're number we're number two. Yeah, that's... that's um, we're the Clemson of the Barbering College and Barbering Podcast of the world. Hey. We're you probably two. think of... You probably think 32 of 20... 32 countries. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot. 32. Oh gosh, that's wow. Insane. What? That's, that's I think impressive. I can name 32 countries. It's so weird because like, there's nobody here. We're just like chilling in a studio but so many people are hearing it yeah we are in downtown johnson city in east tennessee downtown johnson city. East, yeah east tennessee just chilling yeah. and there's a bunch of people listening to us all right i'm a little bit more nervous I now mean, but, but, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> That's wild. but it's important to give the content to people let them understand that hey it's okay to choose this industry this industry is a great industry yeah. um and what you put in is what you're gonna get out and my hope for people starting the podcast, starting to think of coming into this barber industry, or even cosmetology, nails, aesthetics, maximize your time. Do research. Maximize your time. And when you get to school, don't take it for granted. Give your all. Because a lot of people come to schools and they take it for granted. You are practicing and learning an acquired skill to give you a career. Enjoy it it too while you're there. Mm -hmm. I think that's the number one thing because if you can't enjoy yourself at school, you really won't be able to enjoy yourself at a shop, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Right, right. School's laid back. School's so much more laid back than getting into a shop, man. Embrace it because yeah. once you get in the shop, like you don't get the same room for error that you get. Nah, that's the other thing. And you don't get the... um, uh, 
the the same. Like so, sometimes you get into a place to where uh, you lose ambition. I don't say ambition, but it gets kind of stale. Like I've and I've only I've been cutting for like three years now, and I've felt that like you feel like doing the same haircut, seeing the same people. Yeah. And it gets kind of stale. But when you're in school, it's like you don't you don't feel that yet because you never know what's going to walk through the door. You never know what you're going to see, who's gonna, who you're going, what you're going to deal with, you know. But but one day at a time. And, indeed, indeed. So, um, being on the podcast for the first time, what what, what was your feeling, Nikki? How do you feel? I feel good. <laughs> what What did I you think? Good. What did you expect? And what surprised you about the podcast? Um, I don't even know what I expected. You know, I've never done anything like this. I've never seen anything like this done either. When you but. when you told your mom you was going on a podcast, what did she think? What did she say? Um, I don't think she knew what to think either. Like she thought it was cool. <laughs> she didn't know. Like, um, Chris, she wa- one of my fellow students, Chris, was like, "You were invited already. That's an honor, man." And that was like what sold it for me. I was like, "Okay, all right, sure, I'll try this out." <laughs> are, are your parents listening, watching? Probably not right now. Okay. Um, so eventually, yes, right <laughs> <laughs> we've been on it almost an hour. It hasn't even seemed like it's been an hour. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Yeah. So all good things have to come to an end. And what are some of the, what, what did you get from this podcast? Starting with you, Kate, we'll go around. What did you get or learn from this podcast? I got to meet new people. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got to, well, I just realized that we all essentially started for the same reasons. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, like, like we all had, had the same starting point, you know, like. We all had that spark, that ambition, right, yeah. Right. Well, I'm talking about us all. Like, like, like we all had the, uh, the one moment where I was like, we're going to do this now. You know what I'm saying? Like that one moment that just a flip, flip a switch and like, that was it, you know. And if you are on the fence, let this be your moment. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Because a lot of people are like. They don't understand the industry because most people think you just go into a school and all you do is cut all day. That's all you do. Just cut. Just cut. And you become a barber. That, that, it, like Kay said, that soul scene, that hit deep for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I've been doing it. And when, when and the coolest part, I think, about the whole thing, the most memorable part for me was when. Uh, he asked him what you want. You always want to be a barber. He's like, no, I want to be. I want to be a doctor or something. He said, I want to be a vet. A vet. Yeah, he said, I want to be a vet. He said, you know, he said, I'm not here, you know, helping, but I am saving lives, you know. And and I thought that was really cool how they put so much of a deep moment into that. Like there was so much emphasis on yes. that barbershop. And and I think that you know, if you haven't seen the movie, you should go watch the movie. Uh, who I think is Pixar made it, but you should definitely check it out. What 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 are you? I didn't mean to cut you off, Chris. What are you saying? Um. Like just in essence, like we all had that same spark, uh, like like that same kick to go forward, you know, like the same in essence reasoning behind it. But it, but we're all different, you know. But it was still the same thing, you know. Like, um, what about you, Landon? I mean, I think the thing I've taken away from like this I hadn't really ever thought about is that a lot of people are going to be like how I kind of try to explained earlier we all had a job we hated and we got tired of that old system like clock in at this time leave at this time you'll make this much money for working this amount of time we got tired of that that empty feeling being a barber is like taking a red pill in the matrix Dude, it really is i swear <laughs> i've used that same analogy with some people They're like what's it like being a barber i'm like listen 
what do you work right now? And they tell me, it's like nine to five at a bank. I'm like, cool. What if I walked in and just hand, here's the blue pill, here's the red pill. If you eat the red pill, you'll be free. <laughs> you'll be able to make as much money as you want well, how, to. What'd you say, Kate? How far will you go down the rabbit hole, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm going down there right now. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it's just like, that's cool to me because I always like think it's going to be like me and Woods where we worked kind of entry-level jobs and decided we wanted to do something different make our make something of ourselves and that's what sparked us was just to get out of that situation but then you've got am i you had a pretty decent job from what i know of that field is i mean <laughs> decent from an outsider looking in again but it wasn't what you wanted to do and you it's like anyone else you kind of felt trapped right I did. I mean, it, it literally trapped. It was a prison. I was in prison. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you're, you're, you're right. I mean, it, it, it got to feel like I, that was suffocating, man. Like I was, I felt like I was right there on the, uh, I don't say on the end of the rope, but like, I felt like I, if I had stayed another year where I was, then that's where I was going to be for the rest of my life. If I had wasted another moment of my time, if I went another extra day or extra hour, that might've been too many. I might be still be stuck there. So for all y'all on the fence, Take the leap. <laughs> Find your Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, and it's more, interesting because everybody jumped in it at a different time. You know what I mean? Hey, Kate, right out of high school, right out of high school, homeschool at that. Chris, she was out of high school. About two or three years yeah, before. And Landon, you was, you know, out of school and had yeah, a career, had a job. And MIU was out of school, had a career, a, a, a long career, a, a good career. And then you're like, hey, this is, let me let me check this out. And once you get into it, you'll see the joy. I mean, I can't explain and describe the joy that I have. And I still have it to today. And I opened my barbershop in 2004. And I opened the school in 2017. And the second school in, during the pandemic, 2020, December. And this, this, that, still, this, that joy still. I don't have a day where I don't want to go to work. There's not a day where I don't want to have a conversation about barbering with students or anyone on the street. You want to talk about barbering? Let's talk about it. Yeah, if you want to sit and talk about clippers all day, let's do it. Thank you, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there thinking about all the people that you probably inspired or helped achieve their goals right now. And, it, I mean, that's probably – I mean, I can only imagine probably hundreds maybe at this point. I mean, well, I hope it keeps growing. And then uh, in different countries now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hope it keeps growing. And, and I mean – in the in in our country, it's broad as well. You know what I mean. So, we pushing metrics in the United States, all counties in Tennessee, on the East Coast, on the West Coast, up north in the South. So, I mean, the content what we pushing for people to, to inspire people is, I mean, again, I just hope I get someone to spark and said, "Hey, I started a career that I love. I am doing something that I like, and I'm not stressed about it." Because mental health, which we are part of, um, it creates so many things when you are not happy where you are. You are going through doing things that is unbecoming. Find some passion in something. Find just find some soul, some 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 oomph, and you be like, man, I had a good day today. So when you get off, you off, you happy, and then when when it's time to get back to work, you take two days off. You can't wait to go back to the shop. You can't wait to turn those clippers on and hear that and then you're cutting again. Mm. That's the joy for me. Right, right. 
So when I was out, when I had COVID a couple months back, like 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 I was out of work for two weeks, two and a half weeks, and like I was itching to get back in the shop and get back into the routine of things, get back to hearing that hum, and get back to just cutting hair. You know, like I felt like a part of me was missing. You know, mm-hmm. but I'm back at it. You know, so that's all right. Mm. Again, well, everything must come to an end. Um, what, what are your last words, Emma, before we close out? Last in words, um, last in words, uh, hold on, let me get this right. Okay. Uh, if you, you take the red pill, <laughs> you go in Wonderland and we see how far the rabbit hole goes. Oh, just take the pill. Uh, right now, you know, if you, if you're working that job that you hate, you know, this might, you know, I want to say right now is your last chance, but it, it's definitely a chance. It's a chance. Hi guys, <laughs> I'm still thinking about how so many people are listening. This is wild. Anyway, um, last words, Chris. Last words is just stay focused and jump off that ledge and like go forward into your barbering career. Like make that first step to do it, man. I just want to say I'm proud of you because in my head, what I've counted, we didn't even hit double digits this time on the chicken sandwich. <laughs> I'm, this is hey. this is a monumental moment in this podcast's run. I just I just got tired of giving pub the, um, the Popeyes all the time. You know what I mean? And they don't, unless they want to sponsor us. Yeah, unless they want to sponsor, they don't show us no love. We Shut talk up. about Popeyes all the time. Hey, I mean the chicken sandwich got be fire. Popeyes, if you listen, spread some love. NJC. But again, Barber College Success brought to you by Craig Charles of Crown Cuts Academy JC, Crown Cuts Academy Bristol, and Craig's Crown Cuts Downtown JC. Spreading love the Johnson City way. Spreading love is the only way we know how to do it. And it is the Crown Cuts way. Next week, we're going to have the banging episodes. We're going to talk about fitness. Uh, again, 